Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, our homestand begins. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 32 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw joining you today. Chase. How you feeling? Uh, you know. How are you? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. We just recorded WMP, and we actually had a guest on, which was which was great. Last, it, was, it wasn't just George the Giraffe. Right. Last week, we had George the Giraffe, and although he does great, I have to say he, he is a fan favorite. He does great with his giraffe noises. Can you imitate them again, please? Uh, I'll let you do that no, this no, time. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brennan on someone else is always fun, so... Uh, That episode will be out on Thursday or Friday. So if you're interested in listening some football talk, the conference championships coming up, uh, make sure to head over and do that. But on today's episode of the Bulls broadcast, it's going to be a little bit, uh, it's not going to be as long as usual. Not a lot of news coming out. It is a Tuesday compared to a Wednesday when we usually record, but Chase and I both have things to do tomorrow. So couldn't get it done then. And the Bolts, they haven't played any games yet. So we are going to preview the upcoming two games. Going to be talking about some news around the league after the commercial break. Look at Team Canada's Olympic roster. But before we do that, wanted to talk about the Olympics because it starts here on the February 4th. Not far away. A lot of good stuff happening in the Olympics, including hockey. But we wanted to look at what are some of the other favorite sports of ours that are happening in the Olympics Chase, let's say outside of hockey, give me two others that you're very interested in watching. Or maybe you have a tradition and watch a specific Olympic winter sport every single year. Well, I'm going to save the best for last. You already know the best for last. I'll, I'll, I'll start off with, with the bobsleigh. How do you not love mm-hmm. uh, you just seeing you know this group of human beings just speeding like 100 miles an hour down, down this just giant ice slide, essentially? It, it's... It's super entertaining, you know, that, like, it seems like it's so simple, yet there still is so much strategy, and, like, not anybody can just do it. You still need to know proper weight distribution. You need to know, uh, like, all the physics of everything. It, it's it's pretty entertaining, and seeing them, you know, move as fast as they are, uh, it's kind of cool. So, I'm a big Wildsley guy, and then it, it, it's curling is, is the other real one. I, I watch curling religiously through the Olympics. I watch it here and there in the offseason as well. Um, You know, like I was, we were just watching the other day at we Yeah, and. You know, I I I really do enjoy curling. It it's 
might be my Canadian side. I don't know, but it's, it's just I genuinely do enjoy the sport. I, I look very forward to seeing it this Olympic season. Yeah, we're watching the qualifiers. So uh, curling, definitely a more relaxing Olympic sport that yeah. you can just, you know, sit down. Uh, be a little bit relaxed while you're doing it. Hey, maybe take a bath while you're doing that. I don't know. <laughs> take um, a bath while you're doing it. But, hey, I agree. Bobsleigh is great, but give me the luge. Like, it seems like it's a little bit more dangerous, but at the same time. Way more dangerous. But at the same time, you're only relying on yourself, you know. If one of your teammates messes up, that could be big trouble for you, you know. See, I like I like team sports. I don't like individual sports. I I don't I don't uh, I don't have the eye in team, you know, like you do. See, I I am not a team sport guy because people like you and John Dowell always let me down. Yeah, that, like when yeah, we're playing totally, Halo and totally. COD, you guys are yeah, always letting totally, me down. Totally. <laughs> um, I'm also usually a big biathlon guy. Uh, I like it a lot, but the thing I want the thing I am looking most forward to this year is speed skating, just because. Uh, I just had his name up, and now I put it away for some reason. I'm pissed. But uh, the U.S., they've got a 17-year-old, Jordan Stoles, who is going to be representing the U.S. in speed skating. And during the uh, qualifiers, he was destroying people, breaking records. Like, that is something I'm very interested in. It's kind of like the 2008 Summer Olympics when we're all looking forward to, to Michael Phelps and seeing what he can do. Jordan Stoles is a guy I'm going to be keeping an eye on because if he could do some crazy stuff in speed skating and represent the U.S., that'd be huge. Yeah, that's a good name to know for everyone listening that is going to be tuning in because he, you know, you're telling me a little bit about him. I don't know too much, but, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to see our, our young athletes from, you know, from the U.S. We want to see them dominate, and it's, it's a cool opportunity for someone like him, you know, only 17 years old, and represent his country on the biggest stage. Uh, hopefully he has some success. Hopefully he can bring back a gold medal. Absolutely. And I'm looking at the whole list of games, ski jumping, snowboarding, always fun. But the skeleton, I, I've i never seen that one. Has it been there for a while and I just haven't noticed? Or It is, but I really don't know too much about it because I don't ever watch it. It looks like the luge, but going face first, which yeah. seems much more dangerous than yeah. even the luge. So yeah, it, it's been around. I just like, I just, whenever I watch the Olympics, it just ha- never happens to be one that I see that's on. What do you think would be the hardest Winter Olympic here if you had to compete in one? Uh, pro- I mean, probably the freaking freestyle skiing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you, you want me to do, like, flips and shit? You, you, you really think that, that I can do that? No. Well, see, I think I would rather fail at freestyle skiing than do, like, a cross-country skiing or a biathlon just because... I am nowhere close to the endurance that would need. That's a good point. That's a good point. So <laughs> I, I think I'd most want to do the luge. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. The, the, the luge and bobsleigh would definitely be fun, but um, I've still never actually played curling. And when I was in college, there was a curling club right by my school, but I was never healthy enough. I always had my health issues with my, uh, arms, with my arms and stuff. And I, so I couldn't do it. Right. Uh, I, I, I want to play it so badly though. I, I love everything about the sport. We're interested to know what you guys are excited for. Outside of hockey, of course, uh, if you're interested in a specific Olympic winter game, let us know. Tweet at us at the Bolts Broadcast. But we're going to be talking about the upcoming games now. We start on a Thursday night. Uh, the day this episode drops, we are versing the New Jersey Devils. Uh, obviously, we've got three games in a row here at Amelie. So, what do we expect from this one? Our first game back, we got a little bit of a break since our Cali trip. 
Are we expecting a big win here, or do we think that Jack Hughes might be able to cause some problems? I am expecting a big win here. I think Jack Hughes can kind of cause some problems, but it's still going to be, you know, not enough of a problem causer for the Tampa Bay Lightning, I guess. Nice. Um, Yeah, Jack Hughes is awesome. Uh, Obviously, I'm a big fan of his game, but over the last five games, you know, apparently Ryan Graves is the leading scorer with four points. That's dust. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, New Jersey's still... A year or two away from really being a team you can like kind of talk about a little more. Need Jack Hughes to you know he's he's taking the next steps. He needs to just kind of fully develop a little bit more. Right. Need Alexander Holtz to you know get his way into the the NHL lineup. Pavel Zaka needs to turn into the eighty goal scorer. I was hoping he would, and you know then then the New Jersey Devils can can become a lead. Gosh, what a guy! I, love, I love was really hoping Pavel Zaka would have uh, been a shining star for this New Jersey Devils team. Um, he hasn't met those expectations yet, but still a solid player for him. I mean, when you look at the numbers, just straight up, like Tampa owns everything yeah. when it comes to goals for it, goals against. The goaltending for New Jersey hasn't been great this year. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood having a little bit of a down year where Vasilevsky still being as consistent as he's been his whole career. The one thing that goes in favor of the New Jersey Devils, our last matchup. They won 5-3. to three. Uh, obviously the NHL, very competitive league. Any team can win at any time. However, when you're just looking at it, New Jersey has to be the obvious favorite or not New Jersey. Excuse me. No Tam- same excuse me. Babe. Our Tampa Bay lightning have to be the obvious favorite. Yes. Saturday, we've got the Tampa Bay lightning hosting the Vegas golden Knights. This is a 7 PM game. I always like the night games, uh, during the weekends, like obviously it's fun to have a one o'clock game on a Saturday, but when you got the games towards the end of the day, you know, it's a little bit bigger of a deal. This Vegas Knights team has played increasingly well as the season goes on. Can they muster a win against us? Cause they don't have one on the season right now. Our last matchup, Tampa taking four to three. I mean, it's not impossible. I think it's gonna be a pretty good game. One that you can't take lightly. It really should be a uh, a pretty even matchup. Still no Jack Eichel in the lineup. You know, if Eichel was in the lineup, maybe I'd say, ooh, Vegas is going to come surprise us here. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still going to give the edge to our Tampa Bay Lightning, right. or Tampa Bay Lightning, the best hockey team in the NHL. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think it should be a pretty competitive game, though. I really want to see Jack Eichel get back in the lineup for Vegas. And I agree. If he was here and fully ready to go, uh, this would definitely be a competition, but I'm going to lean with the Tampa Bay Lightning as well. I've got one gripe, though. On the whole season, I haven't seen the Tampa Bay Lightning as the number one in power rankings at all. No. Yeah, they're... they're like... They, they really haven't been because they like slightly underwhelmed. And like you expect them to dominate, you know, through and through. They've had some, you know, slower starts. But we all know, you know, come playoff time, who are we going to put our money on? Right. I mean, right now they're tied for first in the league behind or with Florida and Colorado. And now those teams have a couple of games uh, still left that we don't, but this team is always at the top. So oh, yeah. I, I don't know why I've been seeing power rankings where they're just sitting like number seven. So Yeah, whatever. You can't really worry too much about it. All right, well, that's going to do it for the first half of the show. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of that commercial break, going to be talking some news across the league as well as look at Team Canada's Olympic roster. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56-1 to 1 odds on any team. 
That's just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championship with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook for all your betting needs. Um, Chase, let's talk about the Canucks as they hire a new assistant GM. But I'll let you take care of the name because that looks like something that would be on Hockey Name of the Day. I still really don't know how to fully say it. Oh, boy. I'm like Castange, I believe is how it's pronounced. Castange, okay. Yeah, so so um, she is hired as a Canucks assistant GM. Big, you know, big stuff for women in hockey. Um, you know, I'm a big proponent of the best person for the job should get the job. And, you know, hopefully this is the case here. She has represented, you know, um, many young up-and-coming French-American or French-Canadian, not French-American. That doesn't make much sense. Nice. French-Canadian um, athletes playing in the NHL. You know, our, our own Matthew Joseph is one of them. Of course, his brother too, um, and you know there, there's 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 a decent list of names there. Um, so she she's got a you know good good reputation around the league. A lot of people are saying you know this is a, like this is a great hire. Um, you know someone that's got a very strong hockey mind. So hopefully this all works out for her and for the Canucks. But you know that they've gone and they've hired now two women for very prominent front office roles. And from what I heard, um, there's have been a couple more that have been interviewed and they might not be done. Nice. Very exciting for her and the Canucks. Uh, Speaking of excitement, let's talk about Keith Yandel as, I mean, the guy's an Iron Man. He's always playing. He hasn't missed a game in forever. So right now. It's a good thing you knew what I I meant when I wrote that out because I read back like, oh, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So he is currently tied for the active games played in a row. Yeah. You know, type of yeah, the Ironman streak. Uh, and the next game he plays, he will break it. And, um, you know, Doug Jarvis held that record previously. So, shout out to Keith Yandel. He has had a very, you know, sturdy career. Hasn't been suspended. Hasn't been healthy scratch. Hasn't been injured. He's just been trucking along. So, good for him. Pretty cool to see. But I've been hearing that, you know, um, apparently a lot of Philly fans are not happy with his play this year. And they're like, thank God he can get the streak so we can start healthy scratching him. Ooh. Like yeah, so I don't think that's gonna happen. But um, if it did, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of rough. To be fair, Philly fans are pissed at everyone on the team except for Claude Giroux. Yeah, that's fair. So I I was seeing some tweets and some TikToks about people just complaining about everything except for Claude Giroux and his performance. Um, also, I don't know why, but Keith Yandel seems older than thirty five for me. Like, obviously the Iron Man streak will help that because he's been around for so long, but. Yeah. Gosh, it seems like he's been yeah. in here a lot longer 30, than that. 35 seems right to me. Well, aren't you cool? Mm-hmm. The coolest. Um, let's now talk about the first Japanese-born player to score in the AHL. Yeah. I was going to say his name, but I was going <laughs> to mess that up too. Yush- Yushiro Hirano. Okay. Yeah, so Yushiro Hirano. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we're going to have three hockey names today, today. For real, yeah. But um, 
He ended up scoring his first goal in the American Hockey League and followed up with a second goal the next day as well. But he became the first Japanese-born player to score a goal in the AHL. So good for him. He wasn't the first to play. That would be Yutaka Fukufuji, uh, you know, the legendary goalie for the LA Kings, played some NHL games. He was the first Japanese player to do so, played some games. But Hirano is a actually a pretty solid pro. You know, he he's 5'11", 216. He plays like a power forward kind of game. He, he's got some good grit to him and has some skill. Uh, you know, he's not ever going to be an NHLer. But he's someone that, you know, could maybe another year or two in the AHL and then go over to, like, the KHL or something and find a couple of seasons of success. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I did see that on Twitter blown up. So another nice story as we continue as hockey fans and the NHL, uh, we continue to hope that we see more diversity across the sport, seeing players from minority country, hockey minority countries and all that is awesome to see. But Let's now talk about the oopsie-daisy of the week, and that's the IIHF leaking the Canada Olympic roster before their actual announcement. Yeah, this is pretty funny. So they tweet out this horrendous-looking graphic on accident with the what is now confirmed to be the uh, the, the roster for the Olympics for Team Canada. And uh, just, just a big old, big old gaffe as it's supposed to come out the next day. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're here to talk about that roster. Team looks pretty good. Like, for... The the player pool you have to choose from, this is you know confirms my my thoughts that Russia was the favorite, Canada was gonna be the runner up. Uh, in that, I would assume uh, Devin Levi is gonna get get the the nod. You know, it could be Edward Pascal or, or Matt Tompkins, but I really can't imagine that Levi is not the better goalie. Of those three, then on defense, some um, former NHL names: Mark Barbario, Jason Demers, you know Brandon Gormley. Alex Grant, Maxim Noro, future NHLer Owen Power, Matt Robinson, Tyler Witherspoon. Um, you know, so some names you might recognize, some names you might not. Then up front, some more names: Daniel Carr, Adam Cracknell, David DeHarnay, uh, Landon Ferraro, Josh Hosang, Corbin Knight, Jack McBain, Mason McTavish. The two prospects up front, and then Eric Odell, Ben Street, Adam Tambellini, Jordan Wheel, Daniel Winnick, and then of course the stud of the roster, Eric Stahl, who for whatever reason didn't have an NHL contract this year. But now he gets to go play in the Olympics and will probably be the captain of this team. Is Josh Hosang going to make it to the games? Yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good question. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, no, I, I think that the team looks really fun. And uh, the Canadian roster has a little bit more depth than the U.S. roster. But one thing that I like is... You see that young stud defenseman, Owen Power, Jake Sanderson for the U.S. You see the young stud forward, Mason McTavish, and then Trevor Zegras, or not Trevor Zegras, um, Matty Beneers with the U.S. So I, I like looking at the young guys and seeing that they're going to be able to add something to this team. Uh, but then, like you said, Eric Stahl really being the star for this group, uh, a, a player that the U.S. doesn't have the likes of on their team. Right, and I really hope that Jack McBain gets some good ice time here too. He would be honestly, um, I, I would try to look to play Staller McTavish on the wing just to ma- maximize your top six forwards, and McBain would be a top six center for me, one hundred percent. Playing at Boston College, twenty four points from eighteen games. He is a third round pick by Minnesota in twenty eighteen. This kid's pretty good. I'm a big fan of his game, um, and I, I really hope he does get the opportunity in the Olympics, and maybe he can run away with it and turn that into. What should be an NHL job here sometime in the future? The, the, the kid's got a lot of talent. Um, so that's a name that I want people to keep an eye on. But this roster is definitely going to be one I think it should be pretty fun to watch. And you said that it it is as you expected, Russia being the number one team, Canada being that next team vying for you know the next spot up. 
does this Canada roster have the potential to go toe for toe, toe to toe with Russia and actually beat them? I'm going to say yes, because of the goaltending for Russia. It's, it's good, but not like great. It's not like, um, you know, I th- thought would have made more sense to maybe add Yaroslav Askarov as a third goalie and mm-hmm. give a chance to maybe see if he, he gets hot. And then if he doesn't work out, then you go to the other older guys. But they don't do that. Um, and it really, if, if they don't get the, the strong goaltending, like, you know, you kind of hope they would, then it could fall apart for Russia. And also, you know, they don't have Ilya Kovalchuk, Pavel Datsuk, you know, like they did last time around. That was definitely a big factor in them dominating. Yeah. Well, here's the hoping that neither team takes home gold and rather it's the United States. And that's going to do it for the show as well. We're going to go to a hockey name of the day. Oh. Zephalod Yakant. Sevalod. You don't need to say the V. Sevalod Yakant. Sevalod Yakant is, yeah, sounds aggressive. That's rude. Sounds aggressive. I'm well aware. But he is a 28-year-old. Russian defenseman, uh, Russian and Kazakhstani, playing in the Kazakhstani league since 2014-15. Uh, he was played 23 games this year, has one assist, and there's really nothing else to him. That's kind of about it. There we go. I'm going to start using his name. I'm just going to say Cephalod. What is it? Cephalod? Cephalod. Cephalod. Dude, I'm, I'm messing it up somehow, and I don't even know how. But I'm going to start saying that, and you'll just get the reference. Yeah. Okay, it's fair enough. And being rude to you. And and by by the way, I, I do want to bring up real quick. So I didn't I didn't know if it was for sure confirmed or not, but with how close we are to to the Olympics starting, we do have a, a team China roster, and it is like at least an elite prospects it's here. But I never saw the official announcement, and it's not all Chinese players. It's it's you know like Jeremy Smith for example, uh, Paris O'Brien. Those are two guys in that that are you know North Americans. Um, we're not going to go too in depth in this right now. We can talk about it a little more maybe next episode. But um, it's it's they're not going to be completely screwed by just having a strictly Chinese roster. Mm. That's good for them. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. All right. Beautiful. Go ahead and uh, outro it. No. As always, don't think you guys for listening. Fun. Check us out on Patreon. Support us over there. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you write, follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. That we get all the content you need right there. Make sure you go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts and network there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. If you're listening, if you raise five stars, answer questions, comments, concerns, really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. 